Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Brothers and sisters, welcome. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here. Thank you for joining me for a time of prayer and delving into the living Word of God. First time uh, viewers, welcome. We hope you come frequently. Uh, those of you that have been faithful with us all along, welcome back. All of you, feel free to leave prayer intentions in the comments. This is a time for us to intercede for one another, as well as for our nation, for our world, for the building of the culture of life. So we've got the uh, well-known story of David slays Goliath today. Uh, let's do this. Uh, let's put ourselves in the presence of God, and then we'll do that uh, familiar reading. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, we face many fearsome dangers and strong enemies in our lives, big obstacles, mountains that need to be moved out of the way, giants that come against us in various ways. Lord God, today, your word renews our faith that the battle is yours, that you give us protection, that you deliver us, that you are our rescuer, and that we are to rely on you when we are facing obstacles greater than our human strength can overcome. Lord, teach us again by your word that we do not rely just on human strength. It would be impossible. We rely on you. Every danger, every obstacle, every broken relationship, every temptation, Everything, Lord God, that would cast us down, we cast ourselves on you instead, and we are lifted up. May that lesson guide our decisions today, guide our thinking, guide our service to you. Through Christ our Lord, amen. It's a powerful, important lesson here, friends. Let's look at this reading from the first book of Samuel. David spoke to Saul, let your majesty not lose courage. I am at your service to go and fight this Philistine. But Saul answered David, You cannot go up against this Philistine and fight with him, for you are only a youth, while he has been a warrior from his youth. David continued, The Lord, who delivered me from the claws of the lion and the bear, will also keep me safe from the clutches of this Philistine. Saul answered David, Go, the Lord will be with you. Then, staff in hand, David selected five smooth stones from the wadi and put them in the pocket of his shepherd's bag. With his sling also ready to hand, he approached the Philistine. With his shield-bearer marching before him, the Philistine also advanced closer and closer to David. When he had sized David up and seen that he was youthful and ruddy and handsome in appearance, the Philistine held David in contempt. The Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come against me with a staff? Then the Philistine cursed David by his gods and said to him, Come here to me, and I will leave your flesh for the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David answered him, you come against me with sword and spear and scimitar, but I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts, 
the God of the armies of Israel, that you have insulted. Today the Lord shall deliver you into my hand. I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will leave your corpse and the corpses of the Philistine army for the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Thus the whole land shall learn that Israel has a God. All this multitude, too, shall learn that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord's, and he shall deliver you into our hands. The Philistine then moved to meet David at close quarters, while David ran quickly toward the battle line in the direction of the Philistine. David put his hand into the bag and took out a stone, hurled it with the sling, and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone embedded itself in his brow, and he fell prostrate on the ground. Thus David overcame the Philistine with sling and stone. He struck the Philistine mortally and did it without a sword. Then David ran and stood over him with the Philistine's own sword, which he drew from its sheath. He dispatched him and cut off his head. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Brothers and sisters, two key lines from this, this reading and this familiar incident. David bases his confidence on history. And this is a characteristic of Christian prayer. You'll notice very frequently in the prayers uh, of our faith that we begin by saying, Lord, in the past you have done this. You have given your law, you have rescued your people from slavery, you have uh, performed these miracles, you have died on the cross and risen from the dead. We talk about things the Lord has done to deliver us, to show His love, to show His power, to increase our confidence, because there's a track record. Believing in God's power, in God's love, in God's care, and in God's protection is not just a matter of belief hope and trust, it's a matter of history. God has intervened in history. He has made His power and presence known. He has delivered us. And so, while Saul is saying to David, hey, by human calculation, you can't do this. David says, the Lord delivered, past tense, the Lord delivered me in other circumstances, the lion and the bear that he overcame, etc., God is, we know who God is because of what he's done. And that's the basis of David's uh, confidence. And then what Saul says to David, the Lord will be with you. Now, this is a theme that comes up again and again and again when human beings in Scripture are faced with impossible tasks. The Lord will be with you. What did he say to Moses after he gave him the seemingly, again, impossible task of going to Pharaoh in Egypt and telling him to let the people go free, let the Israelites go free, let the Hebrews be released from their slavery? And Moses said, well, what do you mean? Who am I? How am I to do this? And the Lord said, I will be with you. I will be with you said the same thing at the, at the Red Sea, before the, the parting of the sea. 
And he said the same thing at the end. Jesus said the same thing at the end of his public ministry, telling those apostles to go and preach the gospel to all the nations. He knew, they knew, because it was part of the promises of Christ, that they would face rejection, that they would face even being put to death. He had told them. He says, those of your own household will betray you. Kings and governors will call you before them to give testimony. All of these things happened. And so in giving them and sending them forth, having prepared them by his earthly ministry and by the time of of the teaching he gave them during those 40 days after his resurrection, Jesus said, okay, now you're ready. Go into the whole world, proclaim the gospel. And then what does he say? Lo, I am with you always until the end of the age. So this, I, the Lord God will be with you is a key, repeated, solid affirmation of God to us in difficulty. We use it to encourage one another today. And we use it in the pro-life effort, by the way, in in describing what the pro-life effort is. And we're dealing every day with moms, dads, families uh, uh, who, who are facing odds that by their human calculation are absolutely and self-evidently impossible to deal with a, an unexpected pregnancy, to deal with an unplanned child. And yet, what do we say to them? I am with you. God is with you. We are with you. You don't have to give in to doing evil in order to solve a problem. The problem is real, but so is the presence of God. And so is our readiness to help you. I am with you is a key message that the pro-life movement gives to the world. And then in terms of another key phrase that, again, we hear repeated very often in the circumstances of our own lives and journeys, the battle is the Lord's. And this is what we have to understand, my friends, about every battle into which the Lord thrusts us, a relationship that needs to be navigated and and healed, a financial obstacle, uh, a task that, that we know we have to, to complete, but we, we, the odds are against us. The task of raising children, the task of, of keeping our children safe from indoctrination, from the evil one, from deception, from the vice that is all around them and wants to suck them in. How do we compete against that? How do we overcome that? The battle is the Lord's. Yes, it's ours too, but it's ours only because he gave it to us and he's not going to put us in the impossible situation of putting us into a battle without giving us every grace we need to win it. The battle is the Lord's. That's why David could come up against this giant. We come up against giants all the time. And again, we in the pro-life effort, we see the political strength of the other side. We see their their financial strength. They're always outspending us. We see that the billionaires pouring their money into, well, it becomes blood money because they pour it into baby killing. We see their, their friends in the media, in academia. They control all these institutions. And yet we don't scratch our heads wondering how or if we can overcome them. We say the battle is the Lord's. They have already been overcome through the cross of Jesus Christ. We're going in there to claim a victory that has already been won. It's a real battle as we go in there to claim it, but we're claiming a victory that has already been won. This is David's confidence here. And of course, that confidence was richly rewarded in this overcoming of the Philistine. Let this overcoming of the Philistine be a 
a, a symbol to us of all the battles in which we engage because we have even more reason for confidence than David did. He did not yet have the evidence of God's love in the incarnation, passion and death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He didn't even have that. And he had this kind of confidence. How much more we, who have even more. It's like Jesus uh, talking about uh, those who came to listen to the wisdom of Solomon. And he said to those who were listening to him then, or some who didn't want to listen, you have a greater than Solomon here. In other words, we have even more reason for confidence. We've seen the, the face of God in Christ. We've seen the fullness of His revelation. How much more can we go in with confidence to win the battle against even greater giants than Goliath? Let that be our confidence today. Let that shape our efforts to advance God's kingdom and to build the culture of life. Let's pray. We thank you, Father, God Almighty. The battle is yours. You have delivered us in the past. You have revealed yourself and saved us in Christ. You will be with us all days. And that's why, Lord God, we proceed with confidence. Bless us in all the battles that we must undertake. Bless us especially, Lord, as we face the Goliath giant of abortion the Goliath giant of Planned Parenthood. Lord God, bring an end to these evils. They have done enough harm. They have menaced the human family long enough. They have taken enough millions and tens of millions of lives, harmed enough millions and tens of millions of moms, dads, and families. Enough is enough. Slay this giant dragon, this giant enemy of human life by means of the truth, by means of conversion, by means of defunding and voting out of political power those who advance this child killing. Lord, rid us of the Goliath of abortion in our midst and let us enter in to these battles for life knowing that the battle is yours. And the victory is already won in the death and resurrection of Christ. And it is in his name that we pray, and it is now using his words that we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. 
Well, friends, today I'm heading to Washington, D.C. The events of the annual March for Life are upon us. Uh, tomorrow, the 18th, there will be a national protest against Planned Parenthood that I'll be leading right there in D.C. Uh, the, uh, the day after, I'll be leading the national prayer service in the morning. We'll be honoring Bishop Strickland, Sister Dee Dee, and uh, those, uh, she'll be actually representing those pro-life people who are in prison. You'll be able to meet uh, these people and uh, uh, Mark Houck as well, victim of the, the Biden weaponization of government, the FBI, and so many other people. Alveda King will be with us. You want to meet and encourage these people. You want to pray with these people before marching. If you're going to be there, please join us, nationalprayerservice.com. Uh, otherwise, join us on social media, follow these events, and uh, see what we're doing, and you'll be you'll be encouraged and inspired. And brothers and sisters, the overall website that we've set up for you to follow all these different things is ProLifeMarch.org, ProLifeMarch.org, and that's where you'll be able to uh, connect with us through all these events. I'll be also in San Francisco on Saturday, uh, the day after the March for Life, for the Walk for Life West Coast, the second largest pro-life event each year and we'll be doing a lot of activities out there too, as the schedule uh, uh, indicates. So ProLifeMarch.org. We'll look for you there if you're going to be there. Uh, Otherwise, we'll look for you online. And thanks for joining these Daily Scriptures. We'll be back again with them uh, tomorrow and over through all these days. We won't be interrupted, but we'll also see you at these events on the ground. God bless. Hello. I'm Dr. Alveda King, board member of Priest for Life. More money is being spent in America to kill babies in the womb than to save them. Together, we need to change that, and today I want to invite you to support our work at Priest for Life. Why ours rather than other groups? Because we have a unique team that helps lead in every arena of the fight against abortion, and we activate the churches where you find people who are most likely to get involved in that fight. To awaken a pastor about abortion is to awaken thousands of people he serves. We do not receive church funding or government grants. We rely on you for individual donations. We have a very high evaluation among charities and top security on our donation site, ProLifeGift.org. You can go there for a one-time gift or to become a monthly donor, or you can call us at 321-500-1000. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.